Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Kaya Breakfast. Breakfast. Now, one of the big stories in the news this morning, in fact, most of the newspapers are leading with it, is the Competition Commission's health market inquiry. They finalised their investigation. It's been a five-year investigation and a 256-page report has now been issued. Comprehensive information. And one of the people who's written about it, I've been going through her article from the Becky Cesar Centre for Health Journalism, is Laura Lopez-Gonzalez, who joins us on the line. Laura, I really appreciate your time. Good morning. Good morning. And I also appreciate that you have gone through this report because it is quite comprehensive. And it's, uh, I see most of the newspapers dealing with different angles on this. For you, what are the critical issues uh, coming out of the Competition Commission's findings? Well, I think the biggest issue that they found was the sort of epidemic of overtreatment. So um, what they found was something called supplier-induced demand, which is just a fancy way of saying the more you have of something, the more you'll, you'll use. And in this case, it's private health care. So we have hospital admission rates, rates for some kinds of surgeries that are way above what other countries have, um, and they aren't really justified medically. Um, and so what's that do, what that's doing is that... Um, it's pushing up everyone's medical aid premiums. So if you're sitting there thinking to yourself, oh, I feel like I'm paying more for private health care every year, you are. And this is one of the big factors in it. They point out that we've got these three hospital groups, Netcare, Life Healthcare and MediClinic, which have completely dominated the market. Are they critical of the way private health care is being conducted with this kind of dominance? Definitely. And so what you're seeing is concentrations, not only at the hospital level, but also within medical schemes, medical administrators. Um, and what's that, what, that do, what's that, what that's doing is to reduce the competition in the sector and also pretty much let some people set their own prices. And again, it's just driving up this unaffordable cost of private health care. Now, it's one thing to say that there's uh, an unhealthy situation because there isn't much competition. Does the Competition Commission, though, go further than that to suggest that there is something uh, against the law that may be taking place here, that there might be collusion that takes place that requires action to be taken? It didn't go as far as to say that they had discovered incidents of collusion. It, what it said was that these high concentrations in markets make them very vulnerable to collusion, um, to sort of cartel-like behavior. Um, what it also said was that the National Health Department has sort of abdicated its, its responsibilities in regulating the market. So there's a lot of provisions of the National Health Act that give the National Health Department a lot of power to regulate the private sector. Um, those haven't been really put in place because they've needed regulations to precede them. Um, so that's one of the things that, that um, it's tried to address in its recommendation. Do they make recommendations, Laura, uh, now that we they establish, and I think it was something we probably uh, understood would happen, that they, these uh, organizations, uh, Netcare, Life Healthcare and MediClinic, have the unfair advantage. New players can't come into the market. It prevents transformation in the sector, as you have written about in the article that I read. Has have there been proposals on how to rectify this situation? So um, there have been, and it, one of the big ones is to establish a new regulator. Um, and the Competition Commission was very careful in the way that it went about doing this because it knew that people would push back on, you know, here's yet another body that we're going to have to fund. Um, but what it felt was really necessary is to establish what's called a supply-side regulator. And it's something that the U.K. already has for its um, 
National Health Service. And what this regulator will do is um, better sort of distribute the licenses to who gets to, to build a hospital and to make it a more sort of uh, elongated process um, to really make sure that the people who get the licenses are the ones who are building the hospitals. Um, what, one of the things that's happening is that um, black entrepreneurs are getting licenses for hospitals, but they're unable to access the capital to turn those licenses into actual facilities. What then ends up happening is that they're forced to sort of sell those licenses onto the bigger guys anyway. Well, as you point out as well, it's not just the hospital market that has that high concentration of power. We've got two medical aid administrators holding 97% of the market share. When it comes to the medical aids, you write that two schemes account for 71% of the market. And then you ask the question, I think we really need an answer to, how did we get here? Why did the private healthcare sector get so out of whack, as you put it? What has the commission said about that? Basically, what the commission found um, was that South Africa's private healthcare sector is one of the most unregulated in the world. So um, it's kind of been able to grow exponentially. Uh, you know, it's not that everyone in the healthcare sector is sort of nasty and trying to find ways to get your money, but all these lack of regulations have kind of forced people to engage in different kinds of behaviors that aren't really working for consumers. So medical aid should be competing to give us more value for money. Right now, they're just kind of competing to see who can get the most uh, and the youngest members. And the reason they're doing that is because we haven't been able to really figure out a great way of, of managing risk across the different kind of um, users, right? So older people have different risks than younger people. You need younger people to subsidize the older people. Yeah. So what you have is medical aids not competing to give you value for money, but rather competing to get those young um, members that will subsidize their older members. And that's what you see a lot of those sexy kinds of offers like, uh, you know, new gadgets or free smoothies. And that's really what they're trying to, to grab at. Obviously, the debate about uh, NHI, national health insurance, is a big one at the moment. How do you see the the findings, the, the disclosures in this Competition Commission report playing either into the hands of those who advocate for NHI or those who are detractors when it comes to NHI? I think what you really have here is you have the most comprehensive sort of data that we've ever had on the private healthcare uh, sector. So I think that this report and the findings, you know, that the Competition Commission has come up with will really be guiding us um, for years to come in terms of the way that we form policy. You already see that a lot of the recommendations are have already kind of gazed forward into a future in, under which, you know, there is an NHI. So the introduction of a proposed mandatory basic uh, option across all medical aids is something that aligns very well with what's in the national health insurance uh, bill. Um, so I think that this will probably strengthen the case for NHI. Um, I think that you'll get, you know, sort of pushback, I think, from some of the bigger hospital groups about the way they calculated the market size and, you know, some of the, the um, kind of usual opponents of the NHI, you know, the free market foundations of the world have, have already kind of uh, sort of indicated that, um, you know, they'll probably oppose some of the findings. That's the deputy editor at Becky Sisa Center for Health Journalism, my guest, Laura Lopez-Gonzalez. Laura, thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. Kyle Breakfast with David O'Sullivan, Tabiso Sigwani, and Jason Goliath. Kaya FM 95.9. Rewinding. Rewinding Kaya FM on FM Rewind. Visit kayafm.co.za for more.